Digitized, condensed, packeted, and encrypted, and squirted to eager electronic ears hundreds of kiloclicks down system. Just in case we don't make it back personal. Forrest pushed the thought away. They were a long way from help, and walking a tightrope the width of a calculation wouldn't take much to tumble off into forever. The microwave power beam from Helios Light, the onboard fuel cells, the water regen, the precision of burn calculations, the uncounted welds and relays and connections and lines of programming code that made up a ship. Millions of things had to work, and work together, and work all the time. All the mission plans read how the crew would make it back alive, but Forrest hadn't any illusions when he signed the articles. During training, they had rehearsed every possible contingency and covered every plausible scenario. So they had a game plan for everything, except reality, which never did go according to plan. The counter-display announced 243 blocks encrypted. Estimated transmission time, 13 minutes. Forrest covered a yawn with his hand and watched the display. The 243 changed to 242, then to 241 as the blocks spooled. Helios would echo the hash code to confirm receipt, and if the bounce-back failed to match, they'd have to do the whole thing over. Damn if I know when I've had more fun. Forrest was grateful for any break in the monotony, but it was a hell of a thing when this was what you looked forward to. On the Earth-to-orbit traffic, there was always something happening. Pre-flight checklist, liftoff, rendezvous, mating or deployment, refueling, deorbit, atmosphere braking, max-Q, rotation maneuver, descent, and landing. A fellow could keep himself tolerably busy most times, and more often than not feel like a one-armed man juggling bobcats. Now here he was on the cutting edge, the first human venture into translunar space, and all he could do was go along for the ride. He longed for a break in the the by-the-numbers, in-the-groove, wake-me-when-we-get-there routine. Funny, how dull the cutting edge could be. A sudden commotion arose from the passageway that led through Bullard's nose-lock into Salyut. Forrest glanced at the console clock. If Mike Krasnarov was coming aft to take the con, he was awful early. But it was Ignacio Mendez that popped like a gob of chewing tobacco from the opening between the two pilot couches. The geologist cartwheeled across the flight deck and caromed off the aft bulkhead. "'Not your old son,' said Forrest, watching the man bounce. "'What the hell you doing up?' For just an instant, he glimpsed a look of utter terror on the Brazilian's face. Then Iron Mike Krasnodov glided out of the passageway and snagged Nacho on the rebound, smooth as old Shaq in his glory days. The two men grappled and spun in the air together like ice dancers before coming to rest, with one of Krasnodov's hands holding a stanchion and the other, Nacho's neck. Hey, said Forrest, unsnapping his harness and kicking loose from his seat. What the hell? Krasnodov shook the smaller man like a rag doll. He snores in his sleep! he bellowed. For two months I have listened, but no more. Then before Forrest could move, Krasnodov hit the emergency evacuation button. Explosive bolts blew, and the outer hatchway sailed into the void like God's own frisbee. Cabin air whistled after it. Alarms shrieked. Pressure dropped. Forrest's nose and ears began to bleed, and frost condensed on bulkheads and cover plates. Krasnodov gripped Nacho by the collar and the belt and heaved him out into the starry night. 
The geologist spun into the darkness, and Krasnarov clapped the dirt from his hands. Now I get quiet. Without air to carry the sound, Forrest observed, I'd say it'll get real quiet. Krasnarov hovered unaffected by the outrushing torrent. The air hurled notepapers, a laptop, a data recorder past him, but his hair and his tight-fitting T-shirt and shorts were unruffled. He pointed an angry finger at Forrest. And you are next, you black bastard. The gale snatched Forrest and hurled him through the gaping hatchway. He grabbed the rim and stopped himself with his body dangling over an endless pit. Methodically, Krasnarov ground his heel into Forrest's clutching fingers. One by one, they lost their hold, and Forrest fell outbound forever and ever, and... He awoke with a quick intake of breath. The cabin was quiet, save for the constant murmur of the equipment.